0: Hello and welcome to the Men of Action, where we bring on stellar men who felt like zero until they recognize the hero inside themselves, the hero wanting to live a life. And not only that, and now help other men. I'm your host, I'm Zach. And today I got Joe, the financial savvy guy. One of the most coolest guys you'll ever meet gives the stellar financial advice so you can live in financial freedom. Joe, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: So, Joe, for those who don't know you, who are you? Who is Joe, the financial savvy guy?
1: So, yeah, as as I mentioned, my name's Joe. Joe. Um, so I'm basically just, you know, a run-of-the-mill guy that's now basically kind of managed to build um, a, an online platform over the last few years after essentially just kind of taking control of my own situation, mm-hmm. um, started by, you know, just trying to basically like provide you know like a like a kind of record of like what, what I had been doing over time to kind of ter- turn my situation around um, like financially that is mm-hmm. and then that kind of turned into this journey of discovery educating myself realizing that I could help other people to learn the skills and the you know the, the knowledge that essentially schools have failed to provide us with um in order to help them turn their lives around and achieve you know financial freedom take control of their financial destiny essentially so yeah that's that's me in a nutshell i don't know how much deeper you want me to go
0: (laughs) no that's, that's an excellent starting point so one of my questions for you is what led you to this journey of wanting to seek out that financial independence and then take it a step further and be a man of action now teach other people how to reach the same boat
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, I suppose my journey kind of kickstarted probably around like six years ago. So I received a, a letter from my company's workplace pension provider at the time mm-hmm. that was telling me I was, I was on track to to be able to retire at 82. Um, I've actually, I found the picture actually on my, um, on my blog the other day when I was looking at it, cause I couldn't remember exactly what age it was. And yeah, it was 82. Right. And, um, that that kind of lit a fire in me essentially i was like hang on what no that that can't that can't be right like you know all my kind of family like the older generations my parents parents and things like they, they you know they were retiring on like final salary pensions retiring at like 57 60 right and mm-hmm. they were fine like how how's that how's that happened um right. So I was kind of like, OK, well, this this isn't this isn't cool, but I, I'm not really sure how I'm meant to invest any more money because I need to pay bills. We need to buy a house. yet. We're going to have a family still like how I, like, you know, and I've only got so much money. What, how, 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 how do I set myself up? Um, so, you know, I kind of started like looking into things and didn't really know what I was doing, as with anyone in this situation, yeah. I think like like i mentioned like schools didn't teach us how to manage our finances and budget and invest mm-hmm. and set ourselves up for a time and it was very much like what job do you want to do go to university get a job and you know figure it out basically, basically and yeah. um so then you know a couple of years go by and you know i've i've done some reading i've i've been trying to look up how to start investing i've opened an account but like I'm not contributing to it because every time I think I'm going to have money, I'm like, oh, actually, no wait, We've got this other thing we need to do. Um, and I'm sure, I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. And then <clears throat> basically our, we were like planning to have a family and my daughter like was, was like on the way essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was decorating her nursery one day and um I started, I I wanted to listen to a podcast while I was doing it. So um, I was like, you know, I'll um, I'll, I'll see if there's like a podcast around like personal finance or something like that. And the funny thing was, is about a year previous to this, after receiving that letter from my workplace pension provider, and before decorating my daughter's nursery work that day, when I was having a conversation with my manager, who, well, he wasn't my manager at the time, he was just like a colleague of mine. And he was talking about um, overpaying on his mortgage. And I got into this whole conversation with him around, like, uh, you know, consider your options. It might be worth investing instead at this point in time. You know, At that point in time, it was, you know, we were at like 1.3% mortgage rates in the UK. Um, And, you know, I was like saying, you know, you can expect to receive returns of around 8% if you invest for the long term. And, you know, your mortgage is 30 years, you're much better off investing and gaining eight percent than you are overpaying on your mortgage for a few years and gaining back that 1.2 percent that you're paying on your on in, in interest um right. and we kind of went down all these different options and stuff like that I started reeling off all of this information and the things that he should check out and he was like you know you should really like start a blog or something because I, I never would have known all of this stuff if you hadn't just told me And I was like hmm, yeah maybe I don't have time for that and then yeah that brings me back to me decorating my daughter's nursery tuned into this podcast called choose fi so choose financial independence Mm -hmm. and suddenly started hearing all of these kind of like systems and rules and all these guests that were talking about these that actionable insights people could take to take control of their finances starting small building how to like invest for the long term what kind of rules to follow and things like this and then that led me to start that blog that that guy told me to start which then led me to Twitter because I very quickly realized my blog was going nowhere. You know, no, At this point in time, blogs were on the decline. Social media was very much the thing, right? Um, and I kind of quickly realized that, yeah, like social media was where I could get a lot of information out to people very quickly in a short space of time rather than posting a blog and hoping that people would come and read it um so yeah that led me to that and then i found this kind of whole community called you know money twitter financial twitter into whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and it was just full of people who were finding ways to make money online they were investing they were helping other people just giving out good like for the most part there is some terrible information out there but for the most part this community the people who you know you know who they are because they tend to last the longest they give out good sound logical information that people can follow to really actually take control of their finances. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if they can do that, they're not saying anything that I don't already understand. I can do this too. (laughs) So, you know, I basically started posting on social media, turned kind of everything that was on my blog into like some free courses. I added to it with some more information and made like a monetized version that had like my spreadsheet tools and things like that. um, And everything I'd used to take control of our family's finances started oh, nice. selling those started making money that kind of turned into a a business that was always just kind of meant to be this like little thing on the side that would you know help mm-hmm. me supplement our lifestyle give us more money to invest that kind of thing okay. and then that's grown into what it is now you know like upwards of 90,000 um followers which I'm incredibly grateful for um and yeah a uh, successful business basically
0: yeah so do you do your Coaching business full time now, or is it still kind of part time? You're still working like a typical nine to five or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So I'm actually I've literally today started my final week of employment at my. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've I've (laughs) I'm coming to the end of a three month long notice period, which is seemed like forever when they first told me that it was three months. And now I'm in my last week, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that's gone really quick. And suddenly, this is all very real. So, um, so yeah, I am, I am, I basically launched my coaching business at the beginning of this year, because like I said, I was already kind of, you know, I was bringing in money from, you know, selling eBooks, social media promotions and all that kind of stuff that people do to monetize online on social media. And it was, you know, it was, it was, it has always, you know, it was always going great and was still going great. But I realized that the next thing that was going to take me to that next level was, one on one coaching right an oh, ebook's great right, but
0: yeah.
1: it can't be tailored to someone's individual circumstances you know i was finding that people were getting a certain amount of the way through like an ebook or a video course that i would make and they would stop and they wouldn't pick it up and you know for some people that's because life just gets busy as it does and they don't pick it up again for other people right. it was because you know something that was very unique to their circumstances meant that they couldn't get past step 3 or 4 right And then therefore they just stopped because they had no one to kind of keep them accountable or no one to check in with them to see like how, how, how they could help them. Um, so I knew that that's what I could do in order to help people better, to serve people like my followers better and my customers better to help them get the results that they wanted. It was also the thing that was going to help me go from, you know, like four figures a month to five figures a month and beyond kind of thing. Um, and that's what I needed to do to replace my nine to five. Essentially, it was not just replace my income, but replace it multiple times over. So I knew that, that was, there was that security behind me, um, and that you know that I could continue to meet my like investing obligations that I needed to meet in order to basically practice what I preach to, to <laughs> invest so that I can eventually stop working completely, um, which is what I essentially help people do. So, so yeah, to answer your question, I'm I'm literally. I'm basically doing both full-time, which is really hard work at the moment. Um, so I've got my full-time job and I'm also doing like full-time coaching and fulfilling my coaching business as well as managing my social media pages. But, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's something I'm passionate about and I'm very much looking forward to the end of this week when it's just me, the business, and I can
0: kind of hit the ground running and scale that thing to, to the moon. And you can definitely tell in your voice, like when you're just talking about working your typical nine to five, I'm sure it's a good job. You know, you're kind of somewhat excited about it. But again, you're excited that the three month journey is kind of coming to an end and the new journey is just around the corner. I mean, that's with a week left. I mean, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Any celebration
0: plans like we can officially invest like your full time to the business? Do you know what? I've
1: I've got nothing kind of like official planned. There's some like family stuff going on that just so happens to be happening on my last okay. day at work. So I'm kind of going to use that as like a <laughs> like a dual, <laughs> dual purpose celebration kind of thing. But no, I I want to get something in the calendar, like have some like close friends and family round, like do a barbecue and have Ooh. some drinks and fully kind of like uh, baptize the 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 new business, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So is it just you or do you have other people working for you or?
1: So at the moment it is just me. Yeah. Um, it, it always has been to be honest. I've always kept it really lean. Um, part, I, I suppose partly if, if someone else was to look in on that, they'd probably tell me that it's because I hate letting go. <laughs> and I, I, I probably end up like micromanaging a lot. So in my previous role, I was a project manager. Um, okay. So I had to learn a lot of delegation there, but very much like everything came through me kind of thing and I right. oversaw everything so it's probably how I'll end up like running this like it will be me like at the head and then I'll probably bring in you know like people on like a contract basis or like yeah. assistance and things to deal with things that I'm not you know an expert in essentially like pay for the expert advice where, where I need it so I can mm-hmm. scale faster
0: yeah it's smart enough, especially if you need to make sure that you can create multiple streams of income and multiple streams of you know, going from four or five figures a month, just to make sure you can pay for someone else's service that's going to be providing to you and help make sure that you're following through on your financial uh, obligations of investments. So it's,
1: it's, it's a tricky
0: business. I know I've seen from time to time, like how you offer like a uh, structure of what you give. And I'm always like intrigued, like I'll click on it, watch a little, you know, a little bit of it, Cause I love, cause I use Excel for my own personal stuff. Hmm. I always love how you use Excel and like how you have like the different graphs because it it's such a visual piece. is so critical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've always found that with the whole, like the Excel tool that I have, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's millions of them out there. You know, oh, I'm not going to pretend it's, 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 it's the only one, right? There's, there's so many that you can get, but I found with mine because I, I literally built it to help me as a beginner to manage my mm-hmm. money better it's very simple essentially in that it's very simple to use. It tells you everything you need. It needs to tell you that you need to know and it gives you all the information you need to be able to make informed decisions about your finances, like throughout the month and month to month and year to year. Um, but it's, it, it communicates it in a way that helps anyone manage their finances better, whether they've been doing it for 10 years or 10 minutes. Right. Um, so it's, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think the fact that it was built by someone who built it throughout their journey kind of helps people relate to it better. It's kind of more intuitive in that way, rather than it being, you know, I've I've paid people before to be like, take the spreadsheet. You're an expert at Excel, yeah. like make it like better, add these features, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it ends up being this like, like thing. Where I, I'm good at Excel and I'm like, man, if a, new, if a newbie picks this up, a beginner. You know they're gonna have to be trained in Excel just to be able to understand how to get the information out of these pivot tables that they want out of it, and it's so I've I've, I've just I just ended up basically keeping it as it is. You know the visuals are the are the key, right? You you just need yeah. those readouts of where the information is is telling you, and you just need to know where to put the information to get those readouts, and it's so simple to use. So, yeah.
0: well, especially if someone is not only new to finances or also new to Excel, it's good that you're that expert, and so that way you can also provide that also additional service of teaching someone how to use excel yeah. because um you know just from you know watching youtube videos you know can be very helpful too because um you know especially with the complexity of excel like i know i just thought when i watched one video you can even like highlight uh, like a certain area for like uh data sheets uh data graphs so you can actually track how much money you have into something or how much less by mm. your color so because it's kind of appealing okay i just have to okay i'll save this much money oh i've already used about half of let's say i put a thousand dollars a month for just expenses in a budget so once it hits that 500 you can kind of see that color go in you're like okay yeah so it's awesome that you have maybe not that exact thing but something like that so people can always keep track of their finances and like you said making informed decisions because that's one thing that i've actually learned as lately is that not a lot of people really take time to understand decision making mm. and the complexities of decision making there's a excellent book called uh, thinking fast thinking slow by uh, daniel Kahneman and amos Tversky. i think is how you say his last name and what it does is talks about how as people we have two thinking systems thinking fast which is that quick responses and those quick decisions but we don't take time for the system too, which is a slower, which is more methodical and really mm-hmm. understanding the intricacies of making decisions. Is the problem at service really the problem or is there a deeper problem to it? Yeah. So it may not necessarily be, an, since you're a financial guy, it may, as you might know, is it's not necessarily that you have a spending problem, it's what is causing you to spend, right? Yeah. Like, do you have some emotional eating going involved so you spend more because you get stressed? Or you need to feel like, you need to have the latest and greatest, right? You see that a lot of times that people need mm-hmm. to have, you know, the newest car or the best shoes or go have the best cigar.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. It's the the behavioral side of things is is huge. It cannot be underestimated. Like I I can sit there with people and say, you know, all you need to do is is budget, track track your expenses, mm-hmm. invest, etc. 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 and you'll and you'll and you'll achieve your goals, but as, as much as, you know, every individual's financial circumstances are unique, every individual's behavior around money is unique as well. You know, you can lump them into categories and things like that, but it's, it's it, yeah, it has to be kind of acknowledged. And that's a huge part of like the, the coaching that I do is really trying to understand like not only where is your money going, but why is it going to those places? essentially mm-hmm. without being like critical it's not about kind of like right. punishing yourself and like berating yourself for having like a bad habit so to speak it's right. it's more about just like visually seeing where your money is going and that's the biggest thing of this right is like with the behavioral side of things like yes it's 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 really really important to acknowledge it but the best way to to acknowledge it and to be able to move on and kind of conquer those kind of less good habits let's say
0: mm-hmm.
1: is to see them to, to see where your money is going to see where your bad habits are because you'll expose everything lay it on a table review it with someone that's neutral like a coach a money coach whoever yeah. it is and just talk about it right acknowledge it like whether it's a habit that you want to keep or a habit that you want to get rid of acknowledge it talk about it understand it like a good coach will be able to help you understand it and then literally like write like a list of like which ones you're going to stop doing mm. and then because that that visual like i said visually seeing where your money is going and acknowledging those habits is the best way to
0: see how to move on from those bad habits yeah no that's key i mean i know a lot of financial gurus you know whether it's dave ramsey robert Kiyosaki, they're all about track where your money is going because it track where every dollar is spent. And that's really beneficial because we don't realize, you know, we all know money escapes us and we don't know where it goes. The money knows where it goes. We're just not paying attention to where it goes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of what Dave Ramsey says is, is, is beneficial for most people. Um, right. it, it gets to a point where sometimes it's like, he's a bit kind of on his high horse making like millions and millions of dollars a month telling people, you know, they, their mortgage should only be this much and they should never spend this much on X, you know, X amount on X thing. And it's like, dude, you're, a, you're a literally like a, a multi multi-millionaire. You make more in a month than some people make in their lifetime. <laughs> so yes. um, you know, you got to take what he says with a pinch of salt, but where we do agree is yes, like a budget is key. Like a budget is that first single step that literally anyone needs to take in order to achieve any financial goal i don't care what it is because without knowing what the difference is between how much you're making and how much you're spending mm-hmm. you don't know what's left right to put towards right. your savings and investments goals and if you're not tracking that down to a, a an, an enough detail basically a granular amount of detail then your your plan is not going to be optimized. Your progress isn't going to be optimized. The time it takes you to achieve that goal from getting where you are now to where you want to be financially mm-hmm. is not going to be completed in, in the time frame that you'd like, essentially. Um so yeah, a budget is key. And you know, there's loads of good like methods out there. But the mm-hmm. best budgeting method that you can use is a zero based budget, which is essentially rather than these kind of like, you know, 50 30 20 kind of budgets a zero-based budget is essentially assigning every you know unit of currency a job to do right whether that's paying for an expense paying off a debt or saving or investing whatever it is it's giving every single penny every month a job to go and do you see what's coming to your bank account and you assign literally every cent a job okay it's going to this place this place this place this bill this category, this investment, this debt, whatever it is until it gets to zero. You know, you can play around with like percentages if it helps. But right. where I don't like the like 50, 30, 20 rule is like, you know, if it's like 20% for wants and luxuries and things like that, like what if you don't, what if you don't need to spend 20% on yeah. luxuries? So you end up spending 20% hard. on luxuries anyway, right? It's, it's a step in the right direction for anyone who's never budgeted before. It is helpful because it helps you structure it and start thinking right. about it but what you want to work towards is that zero based budget so that it's optimized for mm. you and your specific circumstance. Cause you know, someone who's earning a thousand dollars a month, spending 20% on once is still going to be very hard versus someone who earns a million dollars a month. That's going exactly. to be much easier. Right. So, you know, it's, it's all relative and you need a tool that's uh, tailored, I guess, to your, to your
0: circumstances and a zero based budget covers all bases in my opinion. You know, I've never heard of a zero-based budget before. So that's really interesting. I've always heard, you know, the 50, 30, 20 rule. Yeah. You know, I've always heard of something like that, but I've never heard of a zero-based budget. I know it's kind of to the same thing when you still assign an X amount of money, but, you know, that can really help. So some people in a journey might want to start first on, you know, saving for expenses, you know, one of those mm-hmm. rainy day funds because mm-hmm. maybe they only have like 500 in the bank. So they might have to deviate, $200 for the next couple of months before they get to that grant. Yeah. So I like that. That way you're really truly assigning every dollar a role or responsibility towards whether it's investment. I mean, yeah. if it's five bucks, I mean, five bucks, buy some fractional shares and then reinvest those shares and they'll compound it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It literally, it, gi- it gives every dollar a job to do and it, it makes sure that the money is working for you in the way that yeah. you need it to at that moment in time. So, like you say, yeah. if you're needing an emergency fund, it's going to make sure that you're building your emergency fund in the time frame that you want your emergency fund to be built in. If it's right. paying off a credit card, it's going to make sure that you're paying off a credit card in the amount of time you want it to be paid off in, and so on and so on and so on. So, yeah, it's 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 the best method out there. Yeah,
0: yeah especially you know paying off those credit cards. I mean, I see all over time Twitter of someone being twenty, fifty thousand dollars in debt, and it took them a couple of years to pay it off. Yeah, and. You know, when you look at a credit card i mean it's like 18 to 20 percent interest rate if you don't pay off your entire statement yeah and that's that's a lot of money and that, and that's yeah. in just like three percent that they get when you use it at the store
1: yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's horrendous credit cards are if <sighs> you careful what i say here actually so like yeah. credit cards for most people are are a bad idea um unless basically if you can't afford to pay off your credit card at the end of every month, then avoid it like the plague. I know that's kind of yeah. very easy for someone like myself to say, maybe, right. um, because, you know, sometimes people end up falling back on it because, but but that's why you need an emergency fund first. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you should never, a credit card is not a viable emergency fund. Like maybe as a last resort to prevent, you know, famine or something but in your family maybe yeah but yeah otherwise credit cards need need to be avoided because you're right you know you're talking at least 18 probably like 18.9% for like a standard yeah. credit card right upwards of like 34 37% kind of mm-hmm. thing for some of them it's 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 ridiculous and those cards are uh, where it's they're only worth having if you can clear them every month because that's where you get like rewards bonuses right so i've got i've got credit cards but i clear i clear them every month because i earn like a really nice amount of rewards points but i literally so you know use them for your everyday expenses Mm -hmm. you know fuel groceries you know meals out things like that things that would normally come out of your checking account your bank account and then I pay mine off literally at the end of every week. So everything that I've got out of that week, I clear it off. Oh, Some nice. of these people leave it to the end of the month. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. I just like kind of having like weekly check-ins to, cause I like seeing where I am kind of with each kind of category of, of what I'm spending money on to make sure I'm not going kind of beyond my preset budget essentially. And that way you yeah. accumulate all of the points and none of the debt.
0: That's key too, because those points can make a huge difference. Like I just made a, so I recently, so I use Fidelity and for my, mm. a lot of my investments and I just got one of their credit cards and this is because it's a lifetime 2% cash back. Nice. Two percent. So that way, yeah, so that way in case like I may not have extra funds for that month just because of expenses or like I just recently had a huge, you know, car fix up. Mm. So I don't really have time and money to really, you know, reinvest, but I can take the money I've earned and then reinvest that money. Yeah. So that way, you're still monitoring your money. You're still kind of keeping tabs of where it's at. Yeah. And like you too. Like I tend to pay off my credit cards. Like I I see. Look at my bank account. Look at my statements. If I have money, for it, I just pay it. Yeah. That way, you get those points. And that way, by the time your next paycheck comes, it's going to be a little bit lower, and you have an idea how much you could spend. Yeah. That way, if you're on Amazon or something, like that you're like, "Huh? Can I afford this? Let me check mm-hmm. my bank. Okay. Yes, yeah. I can. Okay." Versus, oh man, it's gonna get tight.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the thing, right? Is mo- that's the position most people find themselves in. Like wow. a week, a week, week and a half from payday, is oh man, I've not got much money left in my bank account. I still need to buy a week's worth of groceries. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's where again, I I feel like I'm tired of my own voice sometimes. Out saying this, but a, a budget is is your best friend. Like it's it, it will prevent like you know, upwards of 80% of your financial problems. So,
0: yeah. Well, and sometimes you have to get repetitive too for people to finally click it. It does yeah. take some You have to hear a message a thousand times for you to finally understand whether it's, you know, your own will trying to like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to budget. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Until, you know what? I'm in dire need. Like I need to start taking action because I'm tired of, and this is very common, especially with inflation be I don't know the exact how much but relatively high still, you know just try and survive. Mm. So yeah. uh, it's just one of those things that can save you. It's just you have to have that determination to sit down and be like, okay, where can we cut? Can yeah. we afford another pet? Do we need another pet? Yeah, because that's something I kind of been hearing a lot about a lot of times people who have one animal. We're stuck in their mindset that that animal is lonely and it needs a buddy. You know, <laughs> the animal mostly sleeps all day long. And do some animals need a companion? Yes, and mostly with dogs, sure. Especially when they get older and less mobile, and they need something to help keep them young again. But at that time, does that dog really need another companion, or do you want another companion? And yeah. really trying to decipher what that is. So, and. That's why, and I do like Dave Ramsey for saying this that a lot of times when people spend, it's based on a behavior. It's based on either a need or a want and really understanding the differences between those two.
1: Yeah. People are, humans are really great at finding ways to justify their spending. Yes. Even if it's bad. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I don't do it. Oh, Everyone sure. Does. Right. Everyone It's like you what you were saying about that quick decisions, slow decisions. Right. Exactly. People will justify in order to make a quick decision or they'll make a quick decision and then they'll find a way to justify it instead of waiting, ensuring that it's a decision they actually want to make and then thinking, oh, actually, maybe that wasn't right. Maybe this isn't right for me or, you know, whether it's before the fact or after the fact. But, yeah, it all comes back to that.
0: Yeah, that's why my, my, one of my favorite experiments I've read upon was the marshmallow effect. Yes. Yeah, we so love it. So, for those who don't know that, so they gave these group of kids, they gave them one marshmallow. They say, you can either have this now, or you can wait an X amount of time and get two, or they're going to double it, or what have you. So, most of the kids just ate it like I just want this now. Only like a very small section of kids, maybe like 10, 20%, let's say, were like, no, I can wait. Yeah. And then they were twice as happy because they got two marshmallows versus one. And the other yeah. kids were like, well, I want another one. It's like, well, you didn't wait. You weren't yeah. patient. And that's what's hard is learning to be patient, one, with yourselves, especially when you've been making unwise financial decisions. And you see this mm-hmm. a lot of that. People are so hard on themselves mm-hmm. or maybe spending a little extra or going on that vacation that they was a little bit tight to go on to. But – Maybe they haven't been on vacation. in, Let's say like, three years because they've been budget like trying to pay off as much debt as they could.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tricky, man. One one of the things we talk about in in with with like the students in my Financial Freedom Academy mm-hmm. is is exactly that. It's finding finding a lifestyle like a level of lifestyle that you're that you're happy with that provides you with like the happiness and the fulfillment and things that you want for yourself, but also your family Mm -hmm. and trying to maintain that level. So if you're not at that level yet and you need to spend more in order to get to that level, that's okay. Again, don't be hard on yourself. Like if your current level you're at means you and your family can't have a vacation then, and you, and you want to, then you, yeah, you need to build up your income so you can get to that level where you can afford to do those things. But what it's about is finding that level and then stopping and not letting your lifestyle inflate unnecessarily because your happiness isn't increasing anymore, but your income is, right? So yeah. find a point at which you and your family are happy and fulfilled, and you have the things that you want in life, but be you know realistic about it. And then allow, like, find ways of continuing to allow your incre- income to increase because that's that's your that's like your disposable right, but uh, disposable is not like the wrong word. That's that's your free cash flow. That's what you have left. put towards your longer term goals, ensuring that you can continue to support yourself and your family and your kids long after you stop working, ensuring that you can stop working at some point and have enough money to, you know, sustain your yearly expenses and things like that. So yeah, it's, 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 it all comes back to that. It's about finding that level that provides the contentment, the fulfillment that you need and, and kind of holding it there because that's, that's what kind of allows you to, continue building wealth if you let your lifestyle continue to inflate as your income increases you're never going to be able to save for the future or you know support yourself and, and and your kids the way that you the way that you wanted to but you know the flip side of that is is like you say people feel like they're in a place where they can't invest but they also can't for, provide that level of fulfillment they want for their family they haven't had a vacation so then they end up getting a credit card so they can put it on that but that just exactly. it, it's working backwards you're, you're what you're hustling in reverse kind of thing like you're because then you've got to pay off a credit card as yeah. well as the fact that you couldn't afford that vacation anyway so then what you're going to do the next year or two years later when you want another vacation you still got to try and clear that credit card you're better exactly. off saving finding ways to increase your income investing in knowledge and skills that's going to allow you to increase that income or manage your money better or whatever it is that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be the first step. And it's, again, it's about like that experiment, right? It's about the, de- the mm-hmm. delayed gratification. If you can find a way to delay that gratification, even just for a little while, a little while, it's gonna, it's gonna pay dividends down the road.
0: Oh, absolutely. Hey, keyword you to use too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pun like intended. A little, a little financial yeah. fun. I like that. Nice. So tell us a little bit more about your, um, your Academy. Like is Like, how does that run?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, essentially, like I mentioned, so I launched it at the start of the year. Um, It's called the Financial Freedom Academy. Essentially, what I help people do is to save and invest more, to take control of their finances, escape the paycheck to paycheck cycle, escape the nine to five if they want, and ultimately get to a point where they're financially free, financially independent, or able to essentially retire early. Um, I kind of use all of those words interchangeably, although they kind of mean slightly different things sure. because everyone kind of joins at a different place in their journey. And this is this has kind of been the key challenge in how to really kind of like market this is obviously you need like a key thing that you're going after, right? Something really specific, which I, I totally get. I've been doing this for a while. But at the same time, like the 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 systems and the tools and the methods you use to achieve pretty much any financial goal are exactly the same. If you want to eliminate your debts you're going to use the same kind of tools and processes to build the amount of money you need to pay off those debts as you are to build up you know enough money to invest for early retirement like it's right. just it's just a case of structuring it in an order that allows you to do the things in the order that makes the most sense both mathematically but also in terms of your psychology so that's what we basically do, right? Is like I mentioned earlier, I I had an ebook before that was the financial freedom playbook and the spreadsheet that kind of helps people take control of their finances, budget and figure out how and when they'd be able to retire early. But there's, you know, a million and one reasons why certain people got to a certain point where they couldn't continue any further. And that was because everyone's situation is unique. So what we do is we have something called the financial freedom framework um, and it basically puts people through like a, a funnel of steps that every individual needs to take oh. in order to achieve their financial goal, no matter what that financial goal is. Um, and the success so far has blown me away. Like it's, nice. it's what crazy. What like, success rate would
0: you say like uh, people kind of going through the program at the academy? The what? Sorry. So what success rate of like completion do you have just approximately of someone actually going through the program completely?
1: So this this, so the thing is is it runs for 12 months and i've only been running it so far four or five months so currently okay yeah yeah so currently no one's no one's graduated just because it hasn't hasn't been running for that long but so we've got um like 20 22 or 23 students in there currently um and yeah it's, it's been amazing honestly um like i said the I come away from a lot of our group calls like feeling inspired myself and I'm the one that's meant to be doing the coaching, right? Because th- yeah. some of these people's stories and what they achieve is just, is just mind-blowing. Just because they have that kind of blueprint available to them now that they didn't have before, like something that's going to allow them to achieve their goals in the most efficient and effective way possible that they just didn't have access to until they did something like this and wouldn't have ever had access to until they did something like this, whether it was with me or anyone else. So, you that's know, we've had people... Who sorry,
0: and so it's awesome that you have so many success stories already in five months. Of yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I am saying,
1: it's it's yeah, it's been it's been mind blowing for me. So we've had people join from all kind of walks of life. You know, we've got people who are joining at you know twenty three, twenty four, and realize realize very early on that they want to set themselves up for life and that is like the most inspirational thing for me like when people when i'm on that first kind of discovery call with people finding out what their goals are and what they want to achieve and they say oh you know i'm 22 i'm 23 i'm 24 i'm like dude you gotta do this because if you do this now like you're not gonna have to work a day past like 40 like and that's and that's like conservative right and then i have people who join in their like late 40s like early 50s who are you know have quickly realized that you know the state pension they were relying on has moved another two years away potentially and yeah. the, in the uk at least i don't know about the us and the you know the contribution they were making to their workplace pension is just not going to cut it like it's not going to provide the income they want um exactly. and you know we so one guy neil i've got his testimonial on my website if you check it out mm. um he joined at 49 and you know he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to retire at 67. He was just like, well, that's when everyone retires, right? At 67 is the age right. when you retire. So I, I guess that's when it's when it, when it will happen. But you know, I'm not that attached to if I have to work a bit longer. I just don't want to if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, great. Let's work through your system. Work you through the system. Let's follow kind of like the principles. Set up your budget. Track kind of what debts we need to pay off and all that kind of thing. Um, we were able to save him. And this is no word of a lie, okay? We were able to save him £110,000 in interest payments, right? £110,000? In- 110000 yeah. yeah. Um, we were able to cut his repayment term down by 22 years, and he's going to retire nine years earlier than he thought he would. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I almost couldn't believe it myself, right? But this is, like like granted he's in a position. So the the reason the debt payoff is is so high, right? Just in the interest of kind of openness yeah. is that he's got a couple of, so he, he had like two rental properties and his own property, right? He just didn't know what to do with it. Like he, he, he'd, he'd made steps in the right direction. He knew that, you know, earlier on in life that he wanted to have some rentals because that would have, enable him to have like a nicer life and support him in retirement and stuff. But he wasn't like doing it in the most effective way that would actually give him that that outcome that i guess he didn't even really realize he knew that he wanted until right. i told him that it was possible and he was like ah oh, hang on i can retire like nine years earlier than i thought i could if i just do it this way instead
0: yeah
1: and it yeah it, it, it's 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 incredible you know I, I sat on a phone call for 30 minutes with one of my clients uh patrick mm-hmm. um from ireland great guy and he you know he's got basically a bunch of debt he's made some you know, in his own words, some financial decisions that weren't, weren't too great earlier on in life, had some credit cards, had a car loan, et cetera, et, mm-hmm. et cetera. And we were able, we literally built his debt repayment plan on the phone and I posted it in my stories if, on oh, Instagram, nice. if you look at my client's success stories on there. Um, and literally we were just like mapping it out step by step. And you could just see like the repayment term going down from, I think it was something like it went from like five years down to 10 months. And we saved him 10 grand
0: in interest whoa yeah right and See, this is what's so cool about the power of knowledge wisdom and education and i know we kind of alluded to this in the beginning of the podcast where a lot of times school don't really teach you these things mm. like i remember being a senior and i took a finance class because i was thinking hey maybe i'll go to college and look into finances maybe yeah and what put me away from like investing in stocks and everything was one when we were in class, and it was a good, I actually really liked the financial teacher. I thought he was really cool, nice, and smart, and everything. However, what I would realize now was we were doing day trading, how we would buy stocks, but then at the end of the class period, so we're talking about like an hour and a half, maybe two hours at most mm. of a class selling it. We know how much stocks can go up and down. And then when you sell it, so, for me, I'm like, oh man, never gonna invest in stocks. Like, I don't get this. I'm gonna probably lose all my money because I don't just get this. Yeah. I'm like, you know, kind of walked away, like, us oh, I coping, like, a little bit more about finances and like how to keep things versus, you know, how do you make a budget? You know, I know in like fourth, fifth grade, I wrote a check like one time. <laughs> I knew how to write a check and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't really like what you have to seek out information, whether it's David Ramsey, whether it's Robert Kiyosaki, whether it's, I just read a different book I think I'll probably go grab it. But anyways, you no, know, so I started, you know, buying these books because I realized how much lack of finances I had. So yeah. now it's like, wait a second. Like when I found, like I found you, like, I don't know, maybe close to a year ago at this point. Cause I know I've been mm-hmm. following you for for a while now. So I'm like, wait a second. Okay. This, Oh, I think I got this. And then, so if I do budget kind of this way and if I kind of, deviate some money here and there would be better i'm like oh let's let's get into finances now yeah, yeah i'm still yeah. young like i might be 30 but i'm still young like i still got plenty of years 100 percent, man like i said people have joined my program at
1: 49 i've got exactly. people in there who are 50 i've got people in there who are 23 i've got people in there who are 34 like it's it's never too late it helps to be early yeah. don't get me wrong it really wow. helps yeah. to be early but it's, it's never too late and just having Proven, time-tested principles, given to you on a plate, exactly. for you to apply to your circumstances, is going to save you a fortune in interest if you've got any debts. Right, it's going to help you build an emergency fund, which is going to help you sleep better at night. Yes. It's going to help you manage your monthly finances, so you're no longer living paycheck to paycheck and running out of money a week before your next payday. It's also right. going to help you retire years, if not a decade plus, early. Right, and you can't put you can't put a price on that. That's like you no know, years. Like if I could say to you, right, if you could, if you if you could buy years of retirement back at like I don't know a thousand dollars a pop, a thousand dollars a year, right. you're gonna you're gonna save hard to try and buy as many of those. Years oh, yeah. as you can right. Yeah, hundred yeah. no, percent. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you could find ten grand to get ten years of your life back, ten of your healthy years to do what you want to do you're going to find 10 grand. Right. And you know, the good thing is, is the Academy does not cost 10 grand, <laughs> but I can give you 10 years of your life back. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, the whole, like, you know, you mentioned like the day trading and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's like the, how am I going to say it? It's not a good idea for most people. Right. And, yeah. and the thing is it's things like day trading and, a lot of other aspects of finances and investing that like scares people, like bamboozles people and thinking, oh, this is like complicated. I can't do this. Like I need a professional to manage this for me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The truth is you're going to give your money to a professional and they're going to do things that you could do yourself given like a few hours of just self-education. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to take an ongoing percentage and it may not be optimized for your circumstances depending on how good that person is at their job i'm not saying all oh, financial advisors are, are, are bad but there are some terrible ones out there um most are good fortunately yes um but but yeah with with day trading is one of those things that people think they have to buy and sell and buy and sell because that's what people talk about when they invest it's oh, like absolutely. you know buy low sell high kind of thing yeah um but that's that's not the case it's it's buy and don't sell just yeah wait buy and wait and just keep buying let it build up. Compounding is your best friend. There's this statistic where it's something like, I've got a nice chart on this somewhere. Um, I should probably put it on my website actually, where it's like the probability of a positive return based on your holding period. And once you cross 10 years, it's like 98%. Once you cross 12 years, it's like 99.8% or something, Mm -hmm. probability of a positive return. Um, And, you know, when you consider that the you know people call, call, talk about the market when they're referring to the market growing at a certain percentage every year they're generally referring to the S&P 500 the exactly. S&P 500 has averaged a return of like 10.9% for the best part of a century um, and that's annualized per year obviously some years it's up 26% some years it's down 15% etc cetera, etc cetera. but it has had more green years than red years and over time it's averaged out at around 10.9% so when you consider that that's basically what you build your calculations on in terms of how much wealth am I going to accumulate by investing X percent over X amount of years. There's some great free calculators online for doing that. And that's what you should be thinking about when you're thinking of investing, right? Day trading is something that requires you to sit at a screen for most of the day, <laughs> looking yeah. at charts and becoming very, very well-educated about how to execute trades and how to also manage your emotions because you know most people don't have the emotional, <laughs> I don't, not many people do have like the emotional kind of stability to day trade successfully because it is an emotional roller coaster. It um, is. And you need to be really, really well-educated in it in order to be able to control your emotions and to get well-educated in it, it costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time and practice. And that's not what most people want to do. Understandably, people have got lives to live. They've got jobs, they want to work. They've got families they want to be present for. They've got hobbies they want to do. And day trading doesn't fit into that, unless that is going to become your job. So if you're ready to make that commitment, fine, good luck. I wish you all the best, right? To anyone, anyone thinking about that, but consider it, consider your options. Because when you also then consider the amount of time that you're putting into it, plus then the paperwork you've got to do for your tax returns because of short-term capital gains versus long-term, actually, when you work out how many hours you're putting in across all of those tasks, and average out your returns across all of those hours your your income is not going to be very good you're probably better off you know working at walmart <laughs> and just investing for the long term honestly it's it's it's
0: it's that bad it's, it's tough they do take a lot i mean you know i don't necessarily know the capital gains tax versus you know all that stuff. best stuff i'm still learning about mm. but yeah, for me, that's not something to risk. But if it's you and you sit down and you actually can do the math and take time to make sure it's all well and do, then go for it. If you I'm wanna sorry. try it? Try it. Don't wanna do it? Hey, just make smart financial decisions, especially since you know financial stress is huge and you have to weigh out the pros and the cons from it and maybe do a cost-benefit analysis. Is the cost worth the benefit? Yeah. You can really sit down and ask yourself those hard questions. And as we kind of wrap up today, Joe, what is something you want to leave off with someone today? Like what is like a statement for someone not taking action in their finances? What advice would you give them today? A statement, a word, a phrase of how they can take action.
1: I would say, you know, for a lot of people with their finances, it's so much easier to, not acknowledge, you know, to kind of bury your head in the sand, so to speak, without being harsh um, and kind of not not face up to your finances because it can be scary. And the thing is, it's not your fault that you see it that way. Every mm-hmm. Everyone does until they're educated about it. You haven't let yourself or anyone else down. The system, the education system and generally society has let us down by not teaching us how to manage these things. So don't be hard on yourself, take a look at your finances and just acknowledge what you want to change and decide to change those things. The steps that you need to take to do that, first and foremost, is understanding where you stand right now. And that's understanding your current circumstances. So set up a budget, track your finances for two or three months, unearth all of your spending habits and start looking at what you wanna change when you can acknowledge those and you start making those changes, then you're going to free up money that then you can put towards your longer term financial goals, building that emergency fund, investing for your future, et cetera. So yeah, hopefully that's beneficial, but that's, that's kind of what, what I would say.
0: I love it. Be educated, be smart and start tracking. Yeah. And don't worry if you want, I just want to follow Joe, Joe, all his stuff, all his information, social medias, his website will be in the description below. And send them a DM if you want need some help with your finances. You're going through a hard stuff, go through some trials, go through some storms, the cash in coming in. Joe's your financial guy because he's savvy. Appreciate it, man. Not a problem. I hope everyone has a blessed day and stay tuned to the next episode.